Welcome to Remain. We're Arn and Trina. This one is for the weary, those still in the middle of their story of marriage, ministry, or chronic illness. This is a call to remain. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Remain Podcast episode number two. How are you, Trina? I'm doing well, and how are you? Uh, good. No, I think the proper answer is well. I'm doing well. well we both said the same thing now. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Um, today is going to be a bit of a different episode, and Aaron will tell you why. Uh, so last time we talked um, about how being in the middle of the story, and we had said that our intention is to... Um, go through this podcast to encourage those in the middle of their hard story or their hard season, whether it be uh, a hard season of marriage or ministry or chronic sickness or any anything else, um, to encourage them to remain. And what we had said was that we're not doing this from a place of arrival, from a place of reaching a destination, a goal. Um, we're not out of our we're not out of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ourselves were very much in the middle of our story. And so we have found it very valuable when people have shared their story to us right in the middle um, of it, in the middle of the valley, in the middle of the hard season. And so um, even, I mean, practically, you know, to be more specific, even between episode one and two, there was a few times where we thought, why are we doing this and should we do it? And so there was still some confusion. Um, There's still this kind of like lack of clarity. There's no big picture. We're just taking baby steps. Yes, we are. Uh, But... For this episode, we wanted to do something different. Yeah, so um, we have a few friends and family who listened in on the first episode, and we asked them for some constructive feedback, and um, thank you for some of the really great encouragement and some of the things that we can work on. But I think one of the main things that um, was pointed out was obviously that strangers who listen to this don't even know who we are, so some kind of introduction is needed and that is totally spot on and we were planning on doing something like that but we just didn't want it to be kind of all about ourselves and kind of pointing just at us and our story too much but um i mean this is a new podcast and because of that i think there is some necessity to kind of share a bit about yeah who are these people talking to you <laughs> and and i know it's not kind of ideal uh, if we're going to share about ourselves um even like a short bio or our story, we would have preferred to do this, let's say, at a, uh, a seminar or at a coffee shop, you know, just in front and kind of alongside people. But we know that for uh, various circumstances and reasons, we, we can't do that. And so we're kind of being, we're just talking to an empty room right now in front of a microphone. Uh, but this is all we can do right now. Yes. Um, maybe one day. Yes. Um, but so we came up with a few questions we wanted to kind of ask ourselves. Again, it'll be different and lighthearted, and we'll start more of our story and things we've learned from this season uh, in the coming episodes. So, um, Trina, tell us about your day. My day today? My day was great. Let me tell you about our weekend, actually, because oh. that was more exciting. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit of a picture of who we are as a couple. <laughs> And as a family. So um, there's this tree that's kind of been dying. Um, It's really sad. It was a great tree years ago. But there's this fig tree that's been dying. And it's kind of completely malformed um, in Oren's parents' yard. And so we'd taken the boys over there to be at grandma, grandpa's on on Sunday. And we went... Sorry, Saturday. Sunday. 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 (laughs) When we went to get them, um, we realized the tree again. And all of a sudden, Oren said... 
let's let's get rid of this. Let's do some. Let's let's use this space for something else. So I kind of bent one branch to see <laughs> how weak it is, and it snapped. I'm like, you bent a tiny little branch. Why, why don't we keep going? And and so somehow we got inspired, but. Um, I wasn't really dressed well for this. No, he was. He left the house to pick up the boys wearing socks with flip flops, which he never does. So. No, but I'm Armenian. Um, <laughs> you never dress like that. So, so we both started breaking branches. And then Aaron went and found a tiny little saw, definitely not for cutting a tree, in the garage and brought that but out. But there was something like a metaphor behind that, or it was it, it was therapeutic. I, I tell you. <laughs> so after an hour. And, and, and our toddler was running around and squealing and banging on the branches as well. He was thrilled. Uh, we broke down and cut this tree. Yeah, except we realized at some point that the roots of this dead tree, actually one of the roots was literally about 18 feet long and went from where the tree was to the other end of the garden. So we kind about of... About six inches below the ground, but just kind of spread out everywhere. So we kind of have basically completely ruined your parents' yard at this point. But it was a fun experience and we have cleared some space for new things to come, right? Yeah. You said 18 feet, but I'm surprised because you're Australian. I was expecting like 4.2 meters meters or something or a thousand millimeters. I blame it on the Americans. I've forgotten meters. All the metric system, which rocks, by the way. Anyway. All right. So, Aaron, why don't you tell us something about like... That was a terrific weekend. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> tell us something um just for people who don't know you maybe about your early kind of years sure sure so i was a very shy kid uh very quiet uh but one thing that i did i did gymnastics i can't believe i just said that <laughs> yes for about a year or two i did gymnastics wow we're being vulnerable you here did just say that for about 10 years i played uh the piano mostly classical. Uh, I think overall I enjoyed it, but after a while it was, I knew that I had to put like twice the amount of work and effort and mm-hmm. I was getting too busy uh, of starting college. And where are so, you from? You so I'm, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, um, born and raised in an Armenian family. I'm middle of three kids. I have an older sister and younger brother who are some of my closest friends and I love them dearly. Uh, we had about 17 rabbits growing up, or at some point we did. Uh, we had one or two, and then we didn't realize they were going to make a family. And then we left the gates open accidentally or on purpose to get rid of them. Um, sorry, I'm jumping around here. Yes. How are you? How was your day? <laughs> Tell us about your growing up years. Uh, so, yes, I was born in Sydney, Australia. Only the best city in the world. And um, growing up, I mean, we spent a lot of time outdoors. Oh, I was also born in an Armenian family. Uh, my parents had both separately migrated from different countries to um, Australia and had met there. So I was a first generation Aussie, if you will. Um, and then I was the oldest of my uh, siblings, a younger brother and sister. And we. I guess like I would say, I mean, when I look back on my childhood, I think I had a pretty happy childhood. Um, I was always just a very fearful person. And I think there was a few things in my early childhood that kind of played into that. But um, I mean, I was such a fearful person that I was literally scared of the toilet flush. I'm not kidding you. And I was scared of the toilet flush till I was like... um... 
last week. (laughs) Last week, 12. No, but honestly, to the point that now, even now, and here I am, a grown-up woman, I cannot listen to the toilet flush on a plane because it's so loud that I need to like block my ears um, and flush the toilet with like my elbow like bending down so I don't hear it because it just traumatizes me. So. Wow, we're, we're just really honest all of a sudden. <laughs> well, it's like, it's also silly. You're summing up your childhood in, in 90 seconds and you're telling us about the know, toilet flushing. I don't flushing. know if that, that goes into the 90 seconds of the summary, but hey. Anyway, so yeah, it was an interesting, um, not very eventful childhood, I would say. Um, speaking of fear mm-hmm. by the toilet... Anything else you were you're afraid of, or should I kind of share about that? Go ahead. Snakes. I am terrified about snakes. Uh, if I see snakes on the TV, I kind of shiver. Uh, <laughs> nine out of ten nightmares I've had are about snakes. No, really, literally, um, he has nightmares about snakes. I and with that in mind, one of the times that I was visiting Sydney to see Trina, we went to the zoo. We went Not to the, the reptile exhibit. Yes. And most venomous snakes in the world because it's Sydney. And we found uh, the most venomous, the inland taipan. <laughs> and I was about 10 feet away. Um, in front of me is a thick glass and I was already shaking. And the snake, it was actually its feeding time. So there you have the most venomous snake in the world with a fat, like, white mouse tail sticking out of its mouth. And Aaron was just... He was just like, let's get out of here. I'm done. I think I heard the snake whisper my name <laughs> afterwards when we were leaving. But anyway, I'm afraid of heights. Uh, but, but I think snakes more than that. Any other things you're afraid of or should we move on to something else? Okay, hobbies. What are some of your hobbies? What would You have a free day. You have some free time. Yeah, what, so- what recharges your battery? Hobbies. I definitely say I really enjoy spending time with our family. That's kind of one of my favorite things. Um, it's us and the two boys. So that is definitely always something I enjoy. And our favorite thing to do as a family, at least for me, is going to the beach, um, especially during lockdown. And then once the restrictions eased a bit, we just went to the beach as much as we could during the week when people were not around. And that was awesome. And our oldest, who wants mountains and not oceans has now been converted to be an Mm. ocean lover because we bought bought him an old um used boogie board and so he had a great time (laughs) um yeah so the beach definitely it just totally recharges me um i love singing that's definitely like a hobby i've had since i was a kid i used to lead worship for many years and it just it just makes my soul just feel light and happy um and so yeah definitely singing i enjoy singing by myself at all times um and then i would say i just like creative things i really enjoy baking i have to eat gluten-free and dairy-free uh for many reasons and i love baking all kinds of different treats sometimes vegan um just different things i can come up with so yeah i think those would kind of be my main oh and reading reading right we can't forget reading well we'll come back to yes. that as far we're as we're a family like. of bookworms but i would say that my first or main hobby is to eat whatever you cook and bake <laughs> um I, I enjoy i enjoy that uh, i enjoy uh our family walks around the town um i love going to the beach as a family uh bike riding Mm. Um, I love jigsaw puzzles. Um, a few months ago, our firstborn and I, we did a thousand piece in a week. I would say if I can go back and really work on something, it'll be ceramics. I took a few pottery classes um, 
in college and worked on the wheel, I've, I've made a lot of vases and bowls. But mm-hmm. I would say that would be very relaxing if I can get back to that. His pieces are awesome. We have a bunch of them around the house and I love them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So maybe like let's go to like more school, like after sure. school and... If you want to make a comment about high school or then after school when you graduated, what you did. I went to a local high school and then in college I started liberal studies and then I switched over to history and I focused on ancient history and I wrote my thesis um, on on ancient history, which I found very enjoyable, but I think (laughs) everyone else would find boring. Then I went to seminary uh, to a Bible school and I got my master's degree to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then you studied something very different. Yeah. So I was from a very young age, you know, type A personality, firstborn. I was kind of bossy, and I had to learn that it's not good to be like that with people, and people don't want to be your friends if you're going to boss them around all the time. But I definitely had a very deep love for learning and for teaching from a young age, and so I really um, decided at a young age I really wanted to be a teacher, and I really enjoyed reading and fiction and the English language. And so I went to university and studied to be a um, secondary English teacher. And so basically that was kind of what I did. And then um, I also did some training, like some ministry training alongside that in children's ministry. Um, Yeah, that was kind of those years. And during that time, I also worked for eight years Uh, part-time as a barista so my career as a barista began in Australia um, when I was actually only about 17 years old and I um, was trained or maybe even 16 was trained and it's one of my favorite things so one of my hobbies is definitely snobby coffee and it's hard to find where we live so I'm pretty picky about that even though I can't even have caffeine anymore but that's a different story (laughs) so yes um, that's kind of what I did after school. And then... Speaking of coffee, can I tell you some books I like to read? <laughs> I'm trying to jump topics here. So why don't you first kind of say like what you did after seminary? Oh, well, uh, yeah. So I graduated from seminary uh, in grad school about 13 years ago. I was working at a local Armenian church where I had grown up. Uh, so Sunday school, uh, kids... Kids uh, ministry, uh, junior high, high school, um, also eventually college for several years, young adults, families. So I did a lot of teaching, preaching, counseling, training, uh, weddings, funerals, and um, a lot more. So I I thoroughly enjoy that and I still do a lot of guest teaching and preaching uh, now. And I'm also an online uh, professor for a university in the Midwest and... Uh, do online teaching and facilitating discussions and um, and I also do marriage counseling and premarital counseling in fact right now I'm I'm going to work with three engaged couples um, to have a, online counseling to prepare them so I'm excited about that uh, as far as reading now um, we both love reading what would you say are some of your favorite titles Um, So definitely I'm a fiction person and at university I studied um, more looking at classical Victorian literature and I definitely have a deep love and appreciation for Jane Austen um, and the Bronte sisters but it's a hard it's a hard one to pick I have always loved Jane Eyre 
that would definitely be up there as one of my favorite novels. But I think more kind of recent novels, The Help by Catherine Stockett would definitely be up there. Um, it's really hard to pick a favorite. I have a few more, but another one which I love because I think my favorite genre right now is uh, historical fiction, and it has been for a few years. And in America, like American historical fiction, the best one I think I've read is um, These Is these. My Words. Yep. These Is My Words, and I'm forgetting the author's name, but it is such an excellent book, and it has like a second and I think even a third book that came out after it. So Well, this is our um, third attempt on this podcast. You would think that by now we would find the author <laughs> of that book. Right? I forgot to go look it up. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, and then Aaron kind of shared a bit about what he's done since school. So I, um, yeah, those are my favorite books. And after, after university, I worked as a teacher for a couple of years in Australia. But then um, I moved here. Uh, to America, which is a whole different story, and got married to Aaron. And then I wanted to kind of adjust, take some time off from teaching, and I started volunteering at a pregnancy crisis center at that time. And eventually they asked me to like come on staff. So I was co-manager at a pregnancy clinic for about three and a half years, and then I was pregnant um, with our firstborn. So after that, I actually have pretty much been out of commission in the workplace because of uh, illness and other things. We'll get to that. But um, more recently, I've kind of been doing a little bit of online work again. Um, we did some work together at a school mm, that was um, fun. earlier this year, middle school English. But right now I'm doing um, just some online part time work, doing uh, educational book clubs for children and doing tutoring and um, with international students. So that has been, I enjoy that. I really enjoy working with kids a lot and students and just people because I'm a people person. So yeah. Um, do you want to say something about your favorite yeah, books? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I can say they're my favorite, but a few that came come to mind um, right now. One would be um, a series of four books that I read to our firstborn um, a few years ago. Um, the Wing Feather Saga by Andrew Peterson. Four books, about 1,500 pages, and we would go walking in the evenings and I would read to him and we would go hiking and I'd read to him. We'd sit into the living room and I'd read and we both fell in love with the book and, and it really was a good bonding time. I would say if I had to grab a book and run to a coffee shop right now, it would be with... Um, Walking with God in Pain and Suffering by <laughs> Tim Keller. Yeah, that's that I've a underlined favorite. and took notes on through most of it, and I've and I've referenced it in my teaching a lot. Mm. Uh, but a final book that actually I'm I'm in the middle of. I it's on my desk right now. I just started reading uh, bits of it. Gentle and Lowly by mm. Dan Ortland. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about that one right now. Okay, so. Moving on, just a tiny bit, and this is a part of our story that I think is kind of going to come up maybe later on mm. at a different point, or it's kind of got parts of it that might be a podcast on its own, but um, we actually had a long distance relationship. We met in person in the US in 05 when I was out here, and I was helping out at a church VBS, and Aaron was actually the youth pastor of the church next door, but um, so, so it was a very interesting meet cute. Um, but yeah, we met and we had one date because he was too shy to even talk to me basically after the first time we met. We I'm glad you're saying that I was shy because usually when you tell this story, 
you assumed that I was... You were snobby. I was snobby. (laughs) But I was very, very shy. And I asked you for lunch. Mm-hmm. And we realized that it was the day before you were going to leave. No, we realized. You knew. I realized. I knew. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we just sat and talked for about three hours. And for whatever reason, I remember the waiter coming like every five minutes to ask you if you need, wanted anything. Like, I don't know. I'm like, hello, I'm right here. But anyway, uh, three hours, wonderful. We we really, really enjoy the conversation. Yeah. And as I was dropping her off, I asked her for her email. And we started writing, and and here we are. But we'll we'll get to that um, a little bit more. But yeah, yeah. we don't we don't recommend long distance relationships. Mm. By the way, we survived one, mm. but but no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if at all possible, no, they're rough. So yes, I think that's. Kind but of, it was pretty sweet looking it was back. Pretty I mean, sweet. it really grew our friendship. We laid a good foundation. Uh, we saved the emails, which will uh, will which will give to our children one day but no one else is allowed to read them (laughs) Um, so in a nutshell i think i just want to make a little disclaimer um when we've said that we are armenian a few times i just want to say that that's actually a nationality that's like our uh racial background not um like armenian in the spiritual sense no because in case someone doesn't know armenia is a country and that that's where our family comes from and when we're saying we're armenian it's because a lot of armenians actually live in the diaspora and not in armenia Mm -hmm. because of the armenian genocide we can kind of touch on that another time but that's what we mean when we say we're armenian we're armenian i mean from but we're also australian and american but also kind of our family uh, you know is a lot more mixed yeah so um, I think has you're a little more bit... Armenian than I am. Remember yeah. when we did the genetic testing? We did genetic testing. Aaron has a little bit of Greek in him, actually. In I his was nine percent European. But um, yeah, I'm more, I guess, blood-wise Armenian. But we definitely are just we see ourselves first and foremost as people who love Jesus mm-hmm. and people who are called to love others, and that is everyone from every nation, tribe, and tongue. So yes, while we're married to um, an Armenian ourselves, like we're not at all exclusive about that and we um hope that comes forth as well in what we're doing so our our love for jesus our our following of jesus is going to kind of permeate and kind of come out in every podcast in one way or another as we share Mm -hmm. our story uh with that aim of coming alongside those who are in hard seasons to encourage them to remain and we want to kind of keep keep going back to that one word to remain um, I think that word has meant a lot to us as well, we kind of as we as we allowed our siblings to listen to this. I believe it was your brother who said mm-hmm. that remain is such a good picture for faith to to to, to have faith in the Lord to remain. Yeah. Um, so that's that's our aim and that's our hope. And remaining is not easy. So you might think, oh, remain is just like doing nothing, but remaining is not easy, especially in like hard times and hard seasons. So yeah, our hope and goal is that somehow these podcasts can encourage you in um, your walk with God and your faith, or if you don't even know God, if they can be kind of like, I don't know, a little light in a dark place that maybe you're walking through. And um, we'd love to like connect with you if you want to reach out. And yeah, that's kind of it. We will see you next time. Thank you.